Welcome to that 80s show, Shaking a Disease, Depeche Mode. I mean, Dory. Depeche Mode. <laughs> I, d- I, d- I thought you were going to say something about diseases. I did. I was bracing myself. I didn't know how to come in on that. I was like, <sighs> no, I don't know. Should we start again, yes. Dory? Yeah. <laughs> it would be inappropriate. <laughs> Let's just move on, move on. But yay, we're playing Depeche Mode again. We don't do it very often, so yay. And it's not intentional. It's just like, why don't we play Depeche Mode? <laughs> I heard that song. I was reminded of it, Dory. Um, mm, yes. I'm watching Welcome to Chippendales, right? The Disney Plus show. And uh, yes. they have a mix of like some music that they kind of have 80 sounding. And then they have, you know, commercial music. And that song pops up. I'm like, oh my God, what a good song so haunting such a haunting song mm. ghosts right. so haunting so i've got to tell you something about welcome to chippendales now it's a bit of a spoiler alert okay I, so didn't i tell the whole story on the show a little while ago that's is, what is I, there a spoiler so that's the thing right this is what i so i'm not going to spoil welcome to chippendales but I'll spoil welcome to your fantasy the podcast about the chippendales story okay <laughs> Yes. Okay. So if you're watching Welcome to Chippendales and you do not know the story at all, there's a spoiler alert coming. But Mm. so, Dory, you know the part where there's a mix up with the calendars. Okay. Let's leave it at that, right? So there's a mix up with the calendars. If you haven't watched it, just put two and two together. Like what could go wrong with the calendar, right? Mm. Just think about it. What think about the purpose of a calendar. What right. is the purpose of a calendar? What is the purpose? Right. Okay. Think about yes. 12 months and how the 12 months are different. Okay. So it's not spoiled, right? <laughs> so when that happens in, in Welcome to Chippendales, my wife comes to me, she stops it. I watched it. I didn't think she'd be interested. So now she's watched. She comes to me. Super type A personality. And comes, she goes, I, I couldn't mm-hmm. deal with that. She goes, I can't. And she's in the printing game. It's like, I can't. Like, who wouldn't? Why would that happen? She said she felt physically sick. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? There's so much murder in that and a printing error makes you feel physically sick. She's like, I can't watch it. I was triggered. I have to say, no, I have to say when I heard that part in the, the podcast, that that part upset me more than the, than the murder. <laughs> I'm, I'm with her. <laughs> as, as a sub-editor, I'm with her. All right. How desensitized. You know, but, but can I tell you something? How is this for funny, right? That happens. And not long after I listen to the podcast, I get a job to sub-edit a calendar, to ch- to proof a calendar oh, before it goes to print. Oh, and guess Lord. what? I was th- If I had not listened to that podcast, I don't know if I would have as carefully checked the dates on the calendar mm. as I did, and there was a problem. And if I had not listened to that podcast, I might not have picked up the problem because I wouldn't have checked as carefully as I did. S- that podcast saved my butt, See. I'll tell you. See, you know the mm. other day, I mean, it's the beginning of February, right? I typed February. Yeah. I was like, that looks wrong. I had to like spell check. It was like, why does February look so... The nightmare of of proofing a calendar. Mm. It's, it's, it's not a joke. I, it's not a joke. I, I, I went, I didn't even triple check. I think I quintuple checked. Because it's, it's, yeah. what, do you check, what do you check it against? Because you can't check last year because the years move a day forward. Like... What's your no? You check you you, you check um the the ca- what the iPhone calendar on your phone and you mm. hope that it's correct. Oh God, <laughs> that's what I did. 
I've trusted the iPhone calendar because you know the iPhone calendar goes like a hundred years ahead. I don't know if you've ever checked it. I have scrolled through it. Yeah, I want to check what day I died. (laughs) (laughs) I want want to see if there was like a a notification funeral. (laughs) So I was like, I wanted to tell people what eighty songs play that day. No, it's like, if I were to live to 100 years old, what day would my birthday be on? Let me check. Oh, yes. Okay, that's a good idea. Is this your leap year, yeah. by the way? Uh, no, it is not. Okay. So all those leap year babies, you don't have a birthday this year. Damn it. You stay oh. the same age. If we were checking calendars, we'd be checking how many days until the 2080s. This is that 80s show. We love the 80s. Dory, how is the new Cliff Central house, by the way? It is um, quite epic. No, listen, fantastic house. <laughs> Wishing all the shows that come out of there the best, including the show. It's not 80s enough for me. I'd be like, because you and I have often spoken about our dream studio space, like what it would look like. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, we've got to have, it's not 80s enough for me. So I was like, Phil, we need a super 80s. Um, what's, your, what's your movie? Uh, Wicked, is it Wicked People? Evil people, the Danny DeVito one. Ruthless people. Ruthless people. Ruthless people. We need a house like that. Um, oh, yeah. For our Still my dream house. We're going to throw forward. Listen, there's a lot of stuff coming up in the show. Do yourself a favor. Just mm-hmm. go to Facebook, That 80 Show Essay. Give it a like right now because the stuff you're going to hear on today's show all goes there. We're going to keep reminding you because, Dory, we're going to court. Mm-hmm. We're, going to be, we're going to court. Where's your, where's your gavel sound effect? Come on, bring oh, it. Gosh. No, that was me hitting the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It sounded like I fell. <laughs> remember this moment. Remember this moment because it leads into my movie this week. Uh, remember okay. how bad sound effect equals my movie. I should have LA Law playing now. Do, 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 do. Is, have, have I, even, I think that's the A-team that I'm doing. <laughs> I think you're doing the A-team. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> I can't remember LA Law. <laughs> It's no, this, gone is, from this, my is, brain. this is too disturbing. We need the LA Law theme. <laughs> okay. But there listen it to it so that you can sing it because I can't remember what it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> right. There you go. LA Law. <laughs> we know whose side we're on, but we're going to try present everything as um, objectively. No, we won't. We, we, we will not. <laughs> Even if I were the most objective person in the world, there is only one side to this case. Okay. So here's how this thing goes. Headline, Rick Astley files multi-million dollar suit against Young Gravy over alleged violation in imitating his vocals from 1987 hit, Never Gonna Give You Up. That's the headline. Couple of right. things. Couple of things there. Young Gravy is a person, <laughs> not, not, not a thing. It's not something you buy oh in a supermarket. God. And also, like, I mean, I mean, I don't want to sound like a grumpy old person, but these names that are spelled like, like it's, it's Y-U-N-G, mm. like Jung, mm. <sighs> upsets me almost as much as the, the calendar upset your wife. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that. I can imagine it, right? I already have no, I already have no time for this person. Really? Okay. And then Gravy? Really? So he's a rapper. He's a rapper, young rapper, YouTube style rapper. There's a difference between street rappers and YouTube SoundCloud rappers. His story is he, SoundCloud rapper, became big, bit of a star right now. Can I just say, and I'm going, I'm going to just say it. I was shocked to see he was white. 
Okay, he's what? <laughs> the elephant in the room has been spoken. He is white rapper. White rapper. Which also immediately, immediately makes you go, hmm. hmm. Okay. It's like only a couple of people who can do that. So here's what he does. And he doesn't look like a rapper. He's got like long curly blonde hair. He looks <sighs> like he should be singing, like a country western guy. He doesn't he look looks like, like a pimp. He, he looks, looks like, like a pimp. pimp or a porn star. He definitely leans into that in his characterization. Yeah. He leans into that, right? So, mm-hmm. Rick Astley has filed legal documents that um, Young Gravy done a song, and uh, they only got the rights to use the instrumentals of "Never Gonna Give You Up" in the song, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard the song in question? I have. Okay, I got a clip here. I'm gonna play it. We're probably in contravention of stuff, but I really don't think Young Gravy deserves the licensing things, right? <laughs> right? So here is his song. It's called Betty Make Money, right? Here you go. Right. Never lay you down, baby. Oh. Hey, your baby mama at the crib and blow her back out? Shorty Filipino and she call me Manny Pacquiao. Alley hoop without the hoop, they call me Jerry Stackhouse. Got cheese now, that's poutine. Oh, Gravy coming hot like I'm hopping off the griddle. Pull up on the kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's his song, right? Right. Ashley's legal team told the court that uh, this musical artist, Young Gravy, and his production team, including Dylan Francis and impersonator Nick Popnick Seeley, were not authorized in, reproducing, in reproducing the vocals of his hit. Uh, never going to give you up. So they got the rights to use the music, but never got the rights yeah. to impersonate his voice. The group was it just like an was it just like an omission? Like the voice was never mentioned. Therefore, they they didn't not have permission either. Is was that the case? So here is a quote from Young Gravy, real name Matthew mm-hmm. Howry. He explained mm-hmm. the process he of- looks like ha- a Matthew. He looks like a Matthew. He explained the process mm-hmm. of how they made the song Betty mm-hmm. Get Money. I always thought that the sample would be sick to do something with. I just never figured it was clearable. Somebody had part ownership of the rights to the sample hit me up. Like, we fuck with you. You should try it. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. So I'm going to try to cipher that. So he said that- he never thought that he would have to get the lyrics cleared up, right? And somebody approached him with part rights uh, to the sample said, you can do it, right? He goes on to say, my boy, Nick, (laughs) who does a lot of sample replays and recreating original samples, we basically remade the whole song, had a different singer and instruments because it was all really close because it makes it easier legally. Now to explain that, right, is that, I mean, it's a lot more complicated than this, but there are cases where if you change enough notes um, to a degree, blah, 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 uh, you can do it, right? So there are, we're actually, I mean, you know, this is kind of like my day job. We're having a conversation the other day about using a, the Lone Rider, the, the Lone Ranger theme. You know that? And it's not Lone Ranger. It's not Lone Ranger. It's something else. But No, yeah. So we said like, 
and it was actually for an orchestra to use in an ad. So we said like, we're kind of skirting around and other people know better than me the legalities of it go, but firstly, there's like a, a, a public domain. So something when it reaches a certain age, you can use it, right? Like Winnie the Pooh's in public domain now. So Disney do not own Winnie the Pooh. They own their version of Winnie the Pooh. And there's certain things mm. that are in public domain. You don't have to pay to use it. But if you change yeah. it enough, you can use it. It's very gray. It's like a super gray area. Yes. So he thinks he's in that area, mm -hmm. releases the song, and now Rick Astley is suing him. I want to see, uh, does it sh say how much he's suing him for? It doesn't say how much he's suing him for. But basically, Rick Astley's team are saying, look, you've done this. Doesn't it say multi-million multi -million. something? Multi-million. But that could be two million. We turn a million. <laughs> it's okay. So now Rick yeah. Astley's suing him, right? He thinks, Young Gravy thinks they did it. They were fine. They were legal. He's done the song. Thought story. I think if the song, look, it's not a terrible song. I mean, it, it's cool because it sounds like the Rick Astley song, right? But maybe if it had been a better song, Maybe Rick Astley would have been like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll uh, I'll let this one go. And maybe Rick Astley just doesn't like the song and he's like, screw this. So, or does Rick Astley need money? So Rick Astley does not need Be money. No, that's, yeah, that's, okay. he does not, not need money. Here's the thing that I find ridiculous. Firstly, I freaking love that song. <laughs> I'll be playing it nonstop. <laughs> I think the new version, you mean? <laughs> the new version. The young gravy version. I think, I think it's so awesome. I love it. I think the way he's done it, he's actually a really funny rapper. So he's like a comedy rapper. Um, he's so clever the way he does stuff. I mean, there's one um, part of the song that goes, Rocking Rick, uh, Rocking Rick, so obviously called Rick Rowling, kind of playing that. Rocking Rick, clapping Astley like the 80s, never give it up until the Reaper come and slay me. Pull it up with Zelda and a peach and a daisy. I be dirty dancing, now they're yelling gravy Swayze. I mean, this is like, there's Nintendo references, there's dirty dancing, there's Patrick Swayze, it's all happening, right? I love that song. <laughs> okay. So, so his intention worked on you, which was to get the people who would appreciate all the 80s references the, it worked on you. The video is awesome. I mean, the video is 80s. I have seen the video. The no, video. I have seen the video and it is very good. The video is good. And then it leads me down into this young gravy rabbit hole, right? Um, oh, dear. No. And I, re I actually really like him. I, he's like super talented. He's super interesting. I think he's awesome. Which leads me to wonder, knowing what we know about Rick Astley, right? That he's obviously one of the gentlemen of the absolute world. Why just not ask him? He would definitely collab with you. Do you not think? It's it's a bit weird. He would. A, okay, so definitely. so we're 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 gonna we're gonna go with he assumed that it would be okay and it was a mistake. He's young, young gravy. He's not <laughs> I mean, old. He's, he's not. He's young. Exactly. He's, he's young. He's not old gravy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not I mean, yeah, days gravy. Do you He's think? Young. Do you think this it has reached the court stage, like immediately, or do you think there was like, something that went before where, where Rick Hastie was like, "Hey, dude, I didn't give you permission to do this," and he was like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry," or he was like, "Well, screw you, it's too late now." Maybe Rick you know, Astley. Like, there must have been something coming leading up to all this. Maybe Rick Astley and Young Gravy haven't been in the room together and just going, "Listen, I'll, Young Gravy is like, yo, pops, I love what you're doing." 
right? The, my intention was homage. Rick Astley's like, I'm down with that shit. Let's just re-release the song because this is what I hope happens, right? I hate legalities. Don't settle in a court of law because we all lose, right? So why don't Young mm. Gravy and Rick Astley do a mashup, Young Astley or Rick Gravy, okay? And they recreate the song, but with Rick Astley singing and then he gets all the royalties of it. We all win. We all win. I mean, this could just be one giant PR stunt, right? I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen because we've seen Rick Astley drunk at the Foo Fighters. We've seen Rick Astley mm-hmm. with new kids on the block, right? I'm telling you, there's going to be a tour, Young Gravy, going to do the song, and suddenly Rick Astley popping up on stage. It will happen, I'm telling you, right now. Because Rick Astley's awesome. Yeah, I feel, I, feel like, I feel like this needs to come out of the court and yeah. everyone just needs to hug it out and go on tour. Like, I agree. Should we mediate this story? Like, yeah, I'd we, love to. we should mediate this. <laughs> like, I feel we go, listen, guys, I mean, this is what the people want, the people being us. Okay? Literally twos of people want this to happen. Because I'm, like <laughs> I'm a big fan. I, young, Ashley Rick, young Ashley X Rick Gravy. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> <sighs> Making the world a better place, 180 song at a time. This is so hang on, show. his other songs are cool as well. Yes. Young Gravy. Yeah, he's he's okay. pre- he's pretty good. He's funny. He's like just got a really cool vibe about himself. Um, yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. <laughs> I will I will keep an open mind and I will go down the rabbit hole. I want it to end well. I want this to end mm. in the Rick Astley version. Like it's the only way I'll be happy. Like I wish I was a DJ guy, type guy and I would remake that song, but with the actual never going to give you up. Lyrics. Okay. Here's the question. If he did not have the Rick Astley stuff for the song, w- would anybody know who he was? Would he be as famous and popular as he was right now? Is uh, that the song that made him? Well, it's obviously got him attention and no, it's not, it's not, but we're talking about him and where else on an 80 show would we be talking about Mr. Gravy, you know? Yeah. But that's what I'm thinking mm. is that, you know what I mean? Like maybe Save he must play. just go, I would be nothing without you, Mr. Astley. Take your money. Yeah. I thank you. Mm, that's tricky. It is. It is. I will, I will keep an eye. I'd like to see what happens with this. When is the actual court case? Oh, this will never go to court. This is going to be settled out of court, record company people. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah. Everyone, all 80 show listeners, we all know how this is going to happen. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I don't know where I can find it. I'm an adult. I know how the internet mm. works. The Stock Aitken mm. Waterman documentary came out this weekend, two parter. Oh. We spoke ooh. about that. We spoke about it when it was in, in and yes. there have been some. Lovely little clips, Kylie Minogue. I mean, everyone's in it. What are we talking about? So we got to yeah. track that down. We yeah, track that down. Yeah, it's called okay. A we'll walk track it down. Wink, uh, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes, yes. Um, a walk. It's called a walk. A walk through S A W. A walk. It's got a weird name. A walk through S A W. It's weird. It's got a weird name. Anyway, that was okay. Out in the weekend, over the weekend. If it's a BBC thing, we're never going to see it in South Africa because they are pretty good <laughs> at making yeah. sure this stuff doesn't end up yeah <laughs> um, unsolicited. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dory, we're going to get into our movie recommendations every week. We love doing movies. Last week, um, you did the Cosby Show, which um, directly led to my movie. Um, yes, you've got a movie hot off the press cannot wait 
Your movies it's are so always good. Great. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have something so good this week. Oh, yes. Okay, remember earlier, uh, earlier when you made the bad sound effect and I was like, remember this moment? Okay. I think the reason I appreciate this movie so much is because sound and sound editing and sound effects make a, is, is a large part of the story. And as you and me, people who work in sound, I appreciate it on a specific level. Right. But let me give you a little bit of context before I reveal the movie. I have known that this movie has existed in the world and I have never made an effort to watch it because I knew that it was based on an, a, mo a movie from 1966, a very arty movie from 1966. Okay. Which was, which was, uh, hang on, uh, Mike, Michael, Michelangelo Antonioni, mm. Italian director and filmmaker. Very, we're very, very arty here. Very, very okay. arty. Okay. Do you know what movie? Are you, are you with me so far? Um, okay. So he, yes. he made a movie in 1966 called Blow Up, which I tried to watch when I was in film school. I don't think it was actually one of our set works that we had to do, but, you know, um, it was one of those, oh, well, you know, if you're going to be a student of film, this is one of the films you should watch. And I remember not being able to watch it. It was so slow. It was too arty. It was too much. I was like, eh. so when the, this remake, which came out in 1981, came into my universe, I was like, oh, God, no. And I just kind of ignored the fact that it existed in the world until this week when I was looking for a movie for the show. And I did one of those, go into YouTube and find, okay, the best you know, you could do some of the best comedies from the 80s or some of the best sci-fi from the 80s. And, and, you know, you just find these random videos and you'll get ideas. This is what I do these days. I don't so, use a random movie generator anymore. So, Dory, and I, I, yeah. I do not want to steal your praise. I don't want to steal your thunder. But I'm so excited because I've already seen the director and the main actor. I am besides yes. myself to you about this. So, so, so here's the thing, right? I'm watching one of those compilations of the best, and I, found, I think the com I think the video was something like the best obscure unknown films from the '80s, and I was like, whoa! I got so excited, so I quickly watched that video, and this movie came up in it, and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should finally watch that. And lo and behold, there it was—the movie in its entirety on YouTube, just for me. And I thought, oh, I'll skim through it. I did not skim through it. I watched every second and I loved every second of this movie. It is so good. It's so good. And really? I can't believe I've waited all this time to watch it. <laughs> it's actually crazy. This movie, I just want to say before I reveal, which you know what it is now, but before I reveal, this movie is one of Quentin Tarantino's top three films. It is one of the films that inspired his career. Unreal. Along with, along with, along with Taxi Driver, and uh, I think it was Rio Grande or something like that. Rio Grande. Well, well so so the thing is, uh, framing um, Quentin Tarantino's career in the early days of a, his career. Wow, L latterly it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like I'm not quite sure if it's a good <laughs> thing or, or bad thing anymore. Yes, yes. Let's th think early Tarantino. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm talking about Brian De Palma's movie from 1981 called Blow Out, not Blow Up, yes, Blow Out. Yes, So Blow Up was about a photographer, whereas this 
is about a sound guy. So basically Brian De Palma came in and went, I love the idea of blow up, but I'm going to turn it into a sound thing instead of a visual thing. Okay. And essentially in a nutshell, guy who does sound effects for bad B grade, like soft porn movies, basically is out one night. Cause he's trying to record some sound for, for the films. And he, accidentally in inverted commas. Well, I mean, he accidentally records this car literally driving off a bridge, going into the river. He dives into the river to see if he can save the people. He manages, there's a man and a woman in the car. He manages to just save the woman. And turns out that the, the man who's killed was a, was a presidential candidate. And there's like this whole, all of a sudden, this whole political assassination conspiracy unfolds. Right. And he has the evidence because he was recording and he hears in his recording a gunshot just before the, the, the car drives off the bridge because everyone's like, Oh, it was an accident. It was a terrible yeah. accident. I've, I've, I've seen this movie. I'm sure you have. I've seen this. I'm sure you have. Our main star is a young, wonderful John John Travolta. I love young John Travolta. Like who doesn't, right? Let's just take a moment, right? We're now talking 1981. So John Travolta, huge star, but about to burn out. (laughs) Mm. I mean, was this before (laughs) or after staying alive that he did this? I'm pretty sure it was after, wasn't it? I mean, because I don't know. He, he was. I mean, 81, maybe not. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's look into this. He was one because, of. Because, right. So let's get his filmography here, right? So he I'm had done, up. he had done uh, Grease. No, what am I looking at? I'm looking at his songs, yeah. Where's his filmography? Yeah, I was looking at that. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is great content. Right. So he had done Saturday Night Fever 1977. He had done Boy in the Plastic Bubble, 1976. Saturday Night Fever, 1977. Grease, 1978. He is monstrous. This is just before he does Staying Alive. So he does Staying Alive, 1983. And then everything mm. just goes tits up. He disappears six years, shows up and look who's talking, disappears for another six years. <laughs> so he is, but yeah, so this is global like, yeah, so he, phenomenon he at this point. barely even known. He was barely known by the public. He no. wasn't this big star yet. No, in Blowout yeah. he was. He was off uh, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, okay, so he was... No, he was, that's what I'm okay. saying. He was absolutely... He was between the two. He was between Saturday Night Fever and Staying Alive. Got yes, it. yes. No, he was massive okay. by this point, yeah. Yeah. I mean, John Lithgow is also in this movie as the scariest, ev- most evil psychopath. He is so amazing. I mean, John Lithgow is amazing, but like you'll always think of him as the... The dad from Third Rock from the Sun, right? I mean, what else do you think? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. But he did play a really good psychopath in Dexter as well. But the psychopath he plays in this movie is actually amazing. Yeah. And you've also got to keep thinking, this was 1981. There just hadn't been that much. And this movie must have been completely mind-blowing for the audience because it was, ve- I mean, it's very unique. And I think it really does still hold up today. There's some parts that are just a bit over the top. Like there's a scene where he he's racing in his car through the city trying to rescue this girl. And I mean, it's the most ridiculous. It's a car chase without him chasing anything because she's on a subway train. So he's racing through the city trying to get to the subway station. And it's just a ridiculous car chase scene. So there's parts that are a little bit over the top. And also the 80s soundtrack makes it sound sillier than it is because it's actually quite a serious film and it is seen as a culty art film but it's got 80s music on it so like you know what i mean like 80s score music which is like oh, right. very shenanigan-y you know what i mean it's shenanigan-y music it's so, like oh, this is silly so that's not it's not it's 70s porn porn-tastic type no okay so it's like 80s synth 
early synth type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that kind of stuff. But also, Paolo, the thing that you will have about this film, if you had forgotten, is that literally three minutes into the movie, you see boobs. It's art movie, Dory. It's an art movie. <laughs> it is seen as an art movie. I want to just talk a little bit about, oh, the other thing is, and I don't want to give a spoiler because I think everyone should watch it, especially if you haven't seen it, like me. It, it doesn't have the happy ending. And, it, it, and that's what's great about it, actually. It's like that hard, life sucks, life is tough, deal with it, whole 80s mentality. Like, ah, oh, there's, there's no happy ending here. I noticed so, a trend. I've always noticed mm. a trend in movies, right? When people are talking critically acclaimed, classic movie, whatever, nine times out of ten, that movie will have a bad ending. Main character dies. <laughs> Things don't work. It's like, goes, how do I yeah. want to make my movie remember- memorable? I'll just end it with badly. I think, oh, beautiful. What a- just, just make sure you don't have a happy ending. That's no, it. What do we call it? The Hollywood ending. No oh. Hollywood ending. Filmmaking's easy, Dory. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> just kill the main just character. Kill, everyone off. kill the main, kill, kill the, them all off. Kill the kids. Kill the dogs. Kill everyone. They are great movies. But yes, so Paul, I also just want to talk a little bit about Brian De Palma, who wrote and directed the movie. I mean, he's legendary. We have spoken about a few of his films on this show in the past. We've spoken about The Untouchables, Bonfire mm. of the Vanities. He also did one of my favorite horror movies, which you know me—that's like not usually my genre. But he did a movie called The Fury okay. in the 1970s, which is amazing if you haven't seen it and he's just he has all these he does all these cool arty things and the way he especially captures the whole process of john travolta figuring out what happened where he's and it's so funny because i was watching it like thinking wow i'm so glad that i don't have to edit audio the way that they had to do it back then back then because we're talking Mm -hmm. tape editing not digital editing he was literally like you know, working with tape and marking on the tape the marker where things were. So you and I, wow. you and I started wow. working in radio like at that transition yeah. time of where you still had some of the reel-to-reel guys or the tape guys, and then there was the mm. digital guys, and it's like there was still some of the. I still remember some of the equipment. Do you ever remember? Yeah, we were in the same studio. Do you still remember some of that the tape editing equipment? Yes. Oh my word! I know that was. Imagine wild. we had to do that. I mean, you wouldn't get the show. Like, we wouldn't be able to do the show. Mesa, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> we would have just been too lazy. Or we would <laughs> have had... a show of convenience. <laughs> oh, we would have had to... Yeah, exactly. Or we would have had to do the, the thing. Oh, get a radio show. Ugh. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, basically, classic, classic. Blowout, Brian De Palma, John Travolta, John Lithgow. Um, what did they call it? Oh, I have to actually read you what they described it on the Wikipedia page as. Um, they gave it such a cool genre, which I hadn't heard before. Neo-noir mystery thriller. I saw that. That's outstanding, right? So cool. So I can't believe I waited this long to watch this movie. And my husband's like, oh, it's such a great movie. I've watched it multiple times. And I was like, eh, I don't think it's for me. Eh. Whole thing's on YouTube. Yes. But I'm probably more <laughs> yes. intrigued by the Brian De Palma. It's a documentary on the making of Blowout. Mm. I think I'm more intrigued yes. by watch to watch that. Oh, I'm so going to watch that next. I'm going to watch all the things now. Yeah. So, yes. Oh, this is quite. Totally in, totally in it. Quite the rabbit hole you've got us into. 
Yes. Oh, interesting. Interesting stuff. Mm. Okay, well, Dory, mm. it's actually quite convenient and interesting that, and also you didn't tell me, I'm looking at the trailer here, this is long hair, John Travolta as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is long hair. Oh, jo- early 80s John Travolta, what else would it be? Yeah, this is very <laughs> nice. Okay, so it's then quite apt that my movie also stars a disgraced um 80s hero somebody we loved in the 80s and you know as they grow older they've start to get fucking dodgy <laughs> mm-hmm. um this bad movie is on you purely you right okay because uh, last week you bring up bill cosby cool fun want to talk about bill cosby he exists he's the thing we're going to talk about him mm-hmm. right so bill cosby obviously known for the cosby show Cosby Kids, never did well in movies, never made a good movie. You would have thought he was America's dad at a time. Great, can do some movies. Um, He did a movie that before it was released, he went on a talk show and said, do not go and watch this movie. Don't go watch it. Oh dear! Like this is not even afterwards. It's not like even genuinely. Like genuinely, I've I've got the clip. I'll put on that eighty show essay Facebook page. He never. He, I mean, often it'll come like afterwards. They'll say, "Oh no, I regret making that movie." Like he pre-released it. Don't go watch this movie. Okay. <laughs> um, it was a parody. Supposed to be a parody. If you had to compare it to something today, Anchorman-ish. So it's not a parody of Ooh. genres. It's a, yeah. it's it's that. It's like whatever Anchorman is. Because Anchorman is not a parody, but it's like a story. It's a stupid thing. I so mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. you, you know what satire. I mean? It's, it's satire, but it's not. Satire of a thing, but yes. not of a specific thing. Exactly. So it's not like 80s <laughs> movies. It's, exactly. It's not like Aeroplane that yeah. took all disaster yes. movies or hot shots that took Rambo yes. and, all, and Top Gun and, and all yeah, that. Yeah. And, no. So it's very much like Anchorman, right? So so that, that's kind of like where we are. It's that kind of. So it's not a parody. It's a. It's not. It's so, okay, but it makes fun of that. So it's very much a tries to put you in this world of James Bondish. So Bill Cosby plays, you, when you first meet him, he owns a restaurant. And they keep referring to his past that's been wiped away. And that past is he was a CIA agent. And um, they now call him back for one last mission. Okay. Right. Now, he's supposed to have had missions before, but we've never seen because the records of them were wiped. All recollection recollection of them being wiped from our memories, which we wish had happened with this one. The movie's called Leonard Part 6. What? Right. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Bill Cosby in Leonard Part 6. The poster okay. said, his daughter is engaged to a man old enough to be his father. His estranged oh wife behaves like she is younger than their daughter. And now his government has asked him to save the world again. Right? So in this world, there's been Leonard part one to five, but they've been erased from our memories because of the information contained in them. This is kind of the joke we were supposed to buy into. So Leonard part right. six is Bill Cosby, very much retired man. He's got other shit going on in his life and he now needs to save the world. But Dory, I'm going to read this for you. I watched this movie. I'm going to read this for you. Okay. 
because this is Wikipedia. I'm not making this shit up. During the film, he so this is what he has to save the world from. He infiltrates the international tuna factory, fights vegetarians dressed in bird costumes and horny bees, and steals her mind control device. The plot of the movie is he has to save the world from vegetarians, okay, who are trying to turn the whole world vegetarian because they've put something in vegetarian food as mind control devices. He is captured and tortured by lobsters, but he uses their claws to remove his restraints. He attacks the vegetarians with magic meat that he got from a gypsy. If we can use that word still. And he shoves a Vienna sausage into their mouths because it's magic meat, but they're vegetarians. And they're not even human. They explode. They're made of sawdust or some shit. And he destroys the whole base using Alka-Seltzer, which in kind of like citrus soda. We don't have Alka-Seltzer yet. And then he finally escapes by riding an ostrich across the roof. And despite the ostriches being flightless birds, he's flown to the ground by the animal. So you have Bill Cosby, remember? Funniest guy in the world at that time. Fighting vegetarians with magic sausages and flying ostriches who don't fly. And using lobsters as weapons. This is a movie called Leonard Part (laughs) 6. I mean, let's just just remember that Cosby was funny at that point from other people's scripts, not his own. Right? right. He didn't write the Cosby show. Good point. Good point. Because... But he wrote this. He wrote this. So he had this idea watching Rambo. And he was like, I want to do something like that. God. Right? So. <laughs> but how did, how did he not realize as he was writing it that it was stupid and dumb? So he claims. And how did other people not tell him that it was stupid and dumb? He claims what they produced hmm. is not what he filmed. Right? And not what he wrote. And in it, there are some parts where there's. So he's got a butler who's kind of his cue and has his gadget, gadgets. So there, okay. there are parts where this guy's just randomly narrating over weird scenes, which is like you go, okay, that's obviously done in post. That wasn't part of, they've now retconned it, right? Because like something didn't work and they got the guy back in. But I think they end up doing that so much that the movie is a jumbled mess. And like an absolute jumbled mess. And you say, why would no one tell him? Bill Cosby at this point is superstar. And I mean, who says no to I mean, superstars? Uh, no, and that's that's how the whole abuse things happened as well. Right. Because people didn't want to say no to him. Right. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So he comes out before the movie. The movie obviously bombs because he comes out and says, don't watch this film. Like, I do not want you to watch this film. Like, don't watch it. Um, absolute bomb. I wish I could say it became a cult classic. It didn't. It's just like. No, 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 no. It doesn't sound like it could possibly. First of all, I have literally never heard of this until you just now told me about it i did not know that this existed i've had it on my list of movies to watch for a very long time because it falls very squarely (laughs) into my wheelhouse of shit like i love shit movies and then (laughs) this this sounds like it's beyond that actually it sounds worse i mean i'm not hating i'm not hating parts of it (laughs) i think killing people with fianna is funny (laughs) did you watch the movie i watched this movie diary I watched this. You watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. Hang on, where did you even get it? 
Sorry, we like we say various means. We know how the internet works. Um, okay, so that the, the, okay, so it's not like is readily available on YouTube. It's one of those that when you go download it, it's kind of like, are you sure they don't even bother giving you porn ads or anything <laughs> like that? It's just like you got bigger problems than this, buddy. <laughs> we don't even want a pervert like you on our sites. We don't. None of our webcam girls want to be looked at by you. Just take this Bill Cosby movie and fuck off. Um, so. I watched the whole film, Dory. It it is terrible. It sucks. There is not one redeeming quality about it. I read one like post review. So there's there's this one blog I go onto that like revisits movies and rewatches them. So they watched them originally in the eighties and then rewatches them and kind of like they're kind of not dissimilar to what we do. And uh, they said so. At one point, Bill Cosby's got no shirt on, which is you know we we don't need that. Oh, and God. the guy said <laughs> Bill Cosby's chest. Looks like Morgan Freeman's face. <laughs> oh my god! It's like double insult. I know. Oh I, I, it's just insulting everybody in that. So that's my movie. Uh, so Dory comes and brings me a Brian De Palma classic, and uh, boy, I, did I win this week or what? Well, <laughs> no, I cannot. I, I watched the film. I watched it, so you don't have to. Leonard Part Six. I am never gonna watch your movie. Never. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to. I don't expect you to. <laughs> Not even for like curiosity purposes to see how bad it is. I I don't want to waste that time in my life. I don't know how long I've got left on this earth. I'm not no. going to waste that time. It's true. It's true. So don't give that a watch. Yeah. Um, this week, big stories, music video, Sam Smith. Uh, controversial mm-hmm. music video, apparently. I haven't uh, seen it. No. I haven't seen it. People, I've heard about it, but I have not seen it. People upset about it. Um, I don't really get mm-hmm. it. So it's a whole thing. You know, people just want to get upset about music videos. And uh, when did they get more upset about music videos than the 1980s? People loved getting upset about music videos because MTV music videos were a thing. You know, it's quite a story. So I've got a list here of the most, eight most controversial music videos from the 1980s story. Um, we'll put all of these up, hey. that 80 show essay. So number one, yes. Madonna's Like a Prayer. Remember when Like a Prayer came out? Oh, because of the because of the crosses. So I remember that. It, I remember the controversy. It wasn't just that, Dory. The burning crosses. Yes, it was. Yes, wasn't it? Yes, but Dory, actually, when you see it written down, you go, "No, this didn't happen." That video, because this article's great, because it's got each video. Like, it, this never happened in that video. The music video portrays Madonna witnessing a young white woman being killed by a group of white men, while a black man is arrested for the murder. Madonna hides in a church, seeking strength to go forth as a witness. And then, of course, the clip depicts uh, stigmata and the burning cross and all that. It also features Ku Klux Klan's burning crosses and a dream about kissing a black saint. What? Yes, that happened. The Vatican condemned the video, while family and religious groups protested against its broadcast. And they boycotted um, the soft drink manufacturer Pepsi, who had used the same song in their commercial. Okay, I, can, I have an explanation. Yes. We never saw that because South Africa, they would have definitely That's cut that thinking. stuff out of the video. That's exactly what I thought. We never saw that stuff. That's exactly what I thought. And it's here. That's the official yeah. one. But I'm like, we ne- I did not see that Oh my God, I need version. to rewatch that video for the first time. I know, right? So that was number one. You've spoken about this before previously. Olivia Newton-John's music video for Physical. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. nowadays, you actually watch that video, you don't even think about what's going on. 
But back in the 80s, it's Olivia Newton-John trying to help men to lose weight. So it starts off with large out-of-shape men or fat shaming, right? But they're out of shape. And now they start yeah. getting physical. They can't do it. They just like can't keep up with the... But then suddenly she leaves the room yes. to go take a shower. When she comes back, they're all like yeah. the cast of Chippendales, right? But yeah. they're not interested in her. <laughs> okay, two of the guys holding hands. They ho it, it now implies that all these men are now, they, they're gay now and not interested yeah. in living Newton-John. They're holding hands, they're hugging each other. She's surprised and left with one overweight man who is straight and she leaves with him to play tennis. <laughs> Controversial. It's so funny that that was so controversial. This one, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers for uh, Don't Come oh. Here Around No More. Do you remember that one? Love it. That's yes, the, love it. It's a um, Alice in Wonderland theme. He's dressed as the Mad mm. Hatter and implies that they eat, mm. they turn Alice into a cake and they eat her. Okay. Mm. So that was controversial. Such a great video. It's a great song as well. I don't remember this one, but Carly Simon, You Know What You Do, right? Oh, I don't know that one, no. So here's what it says. It wasn't one of her biggest hits, but why it was so interesting is Carly Simon held out for a long while not doing music videos. She was one of the last big artists to do a music video, and she did this one. Um, what they say is that it was super sexy for Carly Simon, swimming seductively in a pool while being spied upon by a peeping Tom, not Bill Cosby. She emerges from the okay. pool, goes into her house, and later she's chased down by the creep but she makes out with him because he's a good-looking creep. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All the feminists in the world just collapsed. Oh, oh. You know, so it's cool to be a creep as long as you're handsome and have abs, right? Laura Branigan, self, her video for self-control, okay? Oh, yes. Do you remember this one? So, Wasn't it the vampire thing? Yeah, well, so this one, it it's uh, Laura Branigan going to a club, to end with her mm. walking through a group of dancers who are touching her and she gets in bed with a masked man. So I don't know if it's vampires. Uh, no, Maybe then I'm thinking version. of something else. Okay. Maybe it's a different version. So what? It was controversial because they all touched her? So that's what it says because they says not that controversial right now. They said also it really went against Laura Branigan's kind of style um, because she wasn't that... She wasn't... Mm. No, there's actually parts of it where I could see people... So in the middle of it, she's kind of like in this... S looks like she's in a sex club and all there's all people in like lycra body suits and they're having an orgy. Yeah, I can see why this I honestly remember them all being vampires. <laughs> I, I could see where you get that from. Yeah, so they're all wearing like morph <laughs> body suits and they're definitely having an orgy. Yeah. They're rubbing up against each uh, other. So it's just there's arms. seductive, provocative. There's a phantom of the opera way too, style Way dude. too sexy for the audience. Yeah, yes, okay. yeah I could get it. I could mm. get why. Um, George Michael, I want your sex. I mean, duh. No, okay. <laughs> was that in the 80s? Oh my God. I don't know why I always think that that's 90s. I know. That whole faith look of George Michael is like, seared in our minds mm. as 80s. Look, a lot of women in lingerie, writhing around in bed, George Michael singing, pretending, oh, look, I'm, oh, everyone knows <laughs> I'm gay, but I kind of, we've got to sell records. <laughs> so I'm not really into writing on women's bums. <laughs> but, I mean, so he was like, this, this, they're not here for me they have for the audience i don't care about the woman but the audience will appreciate them. yeah yeah so right controversial yeah. michael jackson's music mm -hmm. video for thriller um really also, it's zombies i think people, um they don't like oh, it so, so what it is is the church's leader of the so there's something about jehovah's witness church so 
Jackson orders his assistant to destroy all the negatives of the video for Thriller because the leader of the Jehovah's Witness, of which... Oh, well, yeah, because they were Jehovah's Witnesses. The Jackson yes. family, weren't they? Jehovah, they were raised Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes. So, told, mm. so the leader told him he'd be excommunicated so if he didn't. Demonic. Yes. Demonic and evil and against, against God. Okay, God. Yes. So Jehovah's Witnesses made him destroy it. Um, one of the most popular videos on YouTube today. And then Madonna's music video for Open Your Heart. Um, I remember this one. It's basically, I don't, remember, I don't remember that one. Madonna stripping. She she's a stripper. I mean, she does a strip oh. show. Yeah, <laughs> she does a strip show. I don't like that song. So yeah. Okay. Look, Madonna doing a strip show in the nineties in a music video. Yeah, palatable. Madonna doing strip shows on Instagram like she does now. This we move on. <laughs> Madonna, like none of us look like we used to in the eighties. Just please, just stop it. <laughs> I would, I would still love to look like Madonna, even how she looks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Madonna's. I wouldn't complain. Yeah, Madonna's biopic is being stopped because she's touring, so they're not going to make a movie anymore. They put it on hold because she's touring. So those are the most controversial music videos from the eighties. Where does Sam Smith? I'm going to go rank? watch them all right now. Yeah, yeah, and don't watch <laughs> Sam yeah. Smith. Don't don't watch don't watch. No, I'm going to. I'm watch going their to. Video. I want to see what all the fuss is about. Well, it inspired the segment. It inspired us on that 80s show. This has been that 80s show. Um, so many things. Everything can be found on that 80s show SA Facebook page. We really hope that uh, Young Gravy and Rick Astley make amends. Um, and we're going to act as mediators. So we're going to start a GoFundMe for us to intervene in that case, um, mm. uh, I think. And um, Dory, of everything. Maybe they yes. will be together again. <sighs> That's lovely. That's lovely. Together forever. Don't. Together forever. Don't. See, now you've given Young Gravy another song you can go steal and claim. <laughs> yeah, I see. Don't. See, we, we, we can't. <laughs> uh, uh, one of my favorite artist discoveries of the year so far. I know it's it's only the <laughs> beginning of the month, but beginning of February. But I, I, no, I'm not hating it. That's why I wanted to end peacefully. Um, you would never have discovered him if it hadn't been for the Rick Astley song. Always. Isn't that always the case? So it's, it's the ultimate yeah. Rickroll. <laughs> this has been that 80s show. Thank you so much for joining me, Dari. Goodbye. Bye.